1: Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? It's
2: going good, you know, chilling, crazy stuff going on today. I feel like it was a whirlwind for a Monday at work, but we'll get into that soon. How was your day, brother?
1: Oh man, it, it was good, like we talked, we're talked we going to talk about shortly, uh, some big things happened, and Instead of me actually doing my real job, I focused on figuring out what the to makeup today's uh, this morning's news. So uh, it was a crazy thing, and now we're here uh, going to talk about it and talk about some Dynasty today. So uh, since we're talking Dynasty, I figured we would bring a real fun guest onto the show today, and I'd like to introduce guys Garrett Price from Dynasty Nerds. What's going on, Garrett?
3: not too much man not too much uh yeah I've, I've been with you uh trying to keep up with all this news today it's uh it's been a whirlwind but uh, i appreciate you guys having me on
1: absolutely you know uh you know you're you're big out there in the fantasy world especially in the dynasty community with uh dynasty nerds and uh why don't you uh, just tell everyone i'm sure everyone already knows but why don't you tell some people some of our listeners about the dynasty nerds and everything you guys do
3: yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been around for about six, seven years now. Uh, I've been with Dynasty Nerds for almost two years now. And we have a, a podcast that's kind of really what got the uh, the brand launched and moving and stuff like that. Uh, so we have a podcast that we do two episodes a week. And then uh, from that, we really, you know, build a website and brought on a bunch of writers. And it's really built and, and grown, especially over, over about the past roughly two years or so. And We've built some really, really cool tools that we have on the website and uh, our film room. So if like you're a film grinder, you can get in there and watch some tape and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's, it's been really, really cool. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i been very blessed to, to, to get to be with them.
1: Yeah, I can't lie. I do have I am a, a scrub to you guys' uh, Dynasty Nerds uh, website. So I use your guys' uh, videos a lot for my own personal research. So Good. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I, I, I love using it. Yeah, especially for the rookies coming in. It was... Uh, I didn't have any college experience uh, really before really talking about fantasy, and I was like, I need to figure out what these rookies are and how they like kind of work. So, it ha- definitely helps out a lot. So, if anyone obviously is you know wants to know more about rookies, that is a really great tool to use.
3: Oh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the the film will even be bigger and better this this coming season. So, it's gonna be a weird one with a lot of guys like opting out and stuff like that. So, we've actually already started working on cutting up some guys' tape, like. You know, Sage Surratt and Jamar Chase and Mm -hmm. uh, Rondell Moore, a lot of those guys that have already, you know, declared that that they're not coming back for the season. So we're already starting to work on some of that and getting that going. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good year.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun and very interesting with everything going on right now. So, Uh, well, let's get in the news today, guys. We have a long episode here today because there's a lot of news to talk about. and We're just going to go right out and say it now. Leonard Fournette, guys, is no longer Jacksonville Jaguar. If you haven't heard this morning, if you're drinking your eight a.m. Uh, morning coffee here, uh, you had to have heard about it. And I definitely heard about it during my eight a.m. morning coffee. So uh, the first thing right now, and I guess, and just in terms of dynasty, you know, what do we do with Leonard Fournette, guys? You know, you know, do we hold on to him? Do we sell him? Like, what do we do with Leonard Fournette right now?
3: Uh, for for me, uh, I'm a I'm a fan of Leonard Fournette. I I'm not under the illusion that he's like the greatest running back in the league or anything like that. Uh, obviously, he came out of college with some, some great pedigree and was drafted as a top 10 pick. I think he was four overall. And so, obviously, there was some talent there. But Jacksonville beat the snot out of him. We saw that there were some, some injuries with his ankles and things like that. Also had a, a bit of off-the-field issues with, you know, the ownership and stuff like that. And so there was a lot of things that kind of contributed to his downfall. But the, the release of Leonard Fournette was not because he's a bad football player. It's because they're in absolute tank mode, and they want to do everything possible to make sure that they get Trevor Lawrence. And that's really kind of what, what the name of the game is right now. And so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I do know a guy that is, uh, he, he's well-connected in, in some different organizations, and the rumor has it that the Washington Redskins are going to put a claim in on him, and they're the number two in the waiver order just behind the the Bengals. So if I had to guess, that's the team that he ends up on, which would be a similar situation where he's at now. Not a ton of talent there, but he should get a lot of touches.
1: Definitely. What about you, Jibs?
3: Yeah, for me, if I have him on a dynasty team, which I do,
2: I'm gonna have to hold him because I ain't gonna sell him for a third rounder. I don't no. want to sell him for a second rounder. Like he's still like a young back. I think he's better than half the backups in the league to be sure. Like, sure, like I think he's a starter by all means too. Like he has the talent and everything, but given the situation, like you can't really just like I don't want to sell a nickel on the dollar, to be honest with you. It sucks that he's released. Uh, I want to see what's going to really go on with the um, the running backs in Jacksonville now and see how they're utilized. But for Leonard Fournette, hopefully he gets some uh, greener pastures, get a championship dog.
1: Yeah, not, on the Redskins, <laughs> not on the Redskins, You're not <laughs> doing anything on the Redskins right game. now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's definitely a sucky situation for him right now. And, yeah, I, if I wasn't, like I said, as a dynasty owner, guys, I'd want to hold on to him now, too. I wouldn't just sell him for nothing because you don't know where he ends up. I mean, you just don't know the scenario. If he ends up in a scenario where, you know, maybe like the Chargers, which I kind of predict he could go to, that would be a good situation. I think I heard earlier today by uh, someone that – you know, possibly the Rams, which I obviously wouldn't like that in general. But there's a couple good places out there that he could still go and make a fantasy impact. So selling him for, like, a third-round pick that is, you know, doesn't hit half the time, I mean, don't do that to yourself. Just hold on to him. See what you get. Maybe get something good for him. Maybe he lands on a team and someone wants to get him and then you sell him. You know, you just you wait and see it, you know. There's nine days left before the season starts. Something's going to happen to someone else, as it always does, and maybe Leonard Fournette can benefit from that and be in a team that may use him in the right way, especially around the goal line, hopefully. so. But, you know, Leonard Fournette leaving, guys, leads a big hole, obviously, in Jacksonville right now um, to be a main contributor. Now we have Raquel Armstead, we have Chris Thompson, we have a couple young guys there. Is anyone there intrigued you for, you know, up this upcoming season or possibly as a future dynasty hold, maybe?
3: For me, uh, I think Thompson's the one that probably, probably benefits the most. They're going to be a team that's going to be down a lot. That defense is not what it once was. They've traded away a lot of their talent. So they're probably going to be down quite a bit in throwing the football. So I think he's the one that benefits most. But at the same time, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And so I, I think if if I'm picking up one that I think could help me all year long, I think Raquel Armstead is probably the best bet. The only one that they have draft capital in, uh, he has some good – he had some good attributes on tape. fast guy for his size. Problem is he, he doesn't read the field very well misses blocking uh, assignments, misses holes. So it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. Chances are none of these guys are a guy that you want to start as like your RB2 or anything like that. But once you get to bye weeks and, you know, who knows what happens with COVID stuff, you know, they, he could have – either one of those guys could absolutely be flex plays at some point this season for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Jibs, what about you?
3: I totally agree. Like, in redraft, I'm definitely going with
2: Armstead. Um, just Chris Thompson, like, he, he could vi- provide some value in PPR leagues and whatnot. But like like you said, Garrett, like, he just plays two games and he's just done for the year. Like, it's just been like that, like, last couple of years. So I can't really, like, put too much faith on him. But, like, you're, not, you're getting these guys for dirt cheap right now. So, like, you might as well just, like, take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it's basically turned into more of a, you know, you want this guy in standard, you want this guy in PPR kind of situation at this point. I mean, both round nine, round ten picks right now that in their own, you know, league scoring system, that's kind of how you take them, I think, at this point. Uh, Armstead, I think he showed some kind of passing, you know, receiving ability down the stretch in week 17. Again, it was week 17. But Chris Thompson obviously being there with his connection with Jay Gruden definitely hurts him having any kind of real receiving option in the field. But Gardner Menchu, we obviously saw him throw many times last year to, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette. hit hit 100 targets last year. So if Chris Thompson at least can get like 60 to 70 ball catches, if he can stay healthy, he becomes somewhat of a good value. And, you know, Armstead, you know, we talked about Leonard Fournette's you know, progression in the touchdowns so that they didn't really get him any, a lot of rushing touchdowns. Maybe he sees some kind of rushing upside, but not the yardage of the reception that we would all like, but have some kind of rushing flow, uh, rushing touchdown upside on that note. But in uh, a good dynasty stats, I just want to mention it because I, I wrote it in one of my articles. I just did this morning, but uh, uh, James, Wash, James Washington, James Washington, uh, James Robinson. Uh, he's an undrafted rookie there. Uh, I watched a little bit of film on him. I kind of like what I saw, uh, you know, a little bigger, bulkier running back, kind of not, has that elite speed or anything like that but uh he could be someone possibly throughout the season that or maybe just a stash right now or something just to hold on to i mean he was pretty good in college at illinois state uh so just keep him on your mind i know Devin uh osby i think his name is uh is also someone who's uh, mentioned a lot who's seeing a good practice so if you're in dynasty something like those two guys could be somewhat of a stash if you have the the roster space for it so and uh, we'll just continue going. Uh, next on the list, I'll just kind of quickly mention Cooper Cup, guys. Just so you know, he's dealing with the ankle soreness right now, so just keep that in mind. We will be mentioning him later, so just so you know. Um, and another big news that kind of <laughs> broke today: uh, Alvin Kramar has now missed uh, three straight games. Uh, Sources say from unexcused absences, and practices. they're saying practices, not nah, games. You're right, practices. Um, and they're saying it's due to contract talks. Uh, does this? Uh, concern you guys at all does this make you worry maybe just drafting me in redrafts this year or, or just in general sense
2: it concerns me a little bit
1: does it i i don't see it though i see that you know the way the new cba contract is working is that if i'm not mistaken is that it's really hard for them to really hold out especially during camp and even to you know hold out for a certain amount of time like melvin gordon did last year like how he did it and got the accrued season it doesn't work as like that this year what about you garrett
3: I'm not overly concerned. Uh, The only thing that that does make it uh, somewhat worrisome is, you know, we we have Kamara that has already – he hasn't said he's holding out. But he apologized to us two weeks ago for, you know, apparently nothing. And now we realize what it was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, so so all reports is that he's holding out. There was rumor that that Mixon (laughs) maybe is having migraines. We don't know. Uh, You know, Yeah, exactly. You know, the best cure for migraines is money. Uh, So I I have a feeling that that probably has something to do with this contract as well. And then, you know, we've been talking about Dalvin Cook in this situation all offseason. So, you know, does it get to the point where we see this happen with several guys where, you know, they they start to band together and say, you know what, screw this. Like, we, we, we want the running backs to be more valued. We want to get paid, all this kind of stuff. So in a year of 2020 where we've seen one crazy thing after another, like, it wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. But if, if I were a betting man, my, my money would still be on. We see all these guys play uh, most, if not all, of their games this season. And one bad thing about it, like, we saw Zeke kind of do his holdout thing, and then he came back,
2: and he was, like, a slug. Like, he was sluggish. Yeah. Like yeah. So, like, do we want our first-round investment to be, like, a little sluggish? Yes, Kamara's, like, a very town so is Zeke. But he's going to have to, like, catch up. Like, it's it's not like he's just, like, walking and playing tennis. Like, he's playing football.
1: And this is why you guys draft the latest possible day possible. And I'm saying, like, hours before the actual game one starts because you just don't know. I mean, hopefully within the next week from now, we'll know that Kamara's back at practice. Again, right now it's a slight concern, like you guys have mentioned. But, uh yeah, just try to draft as late as you guys can because this off season is just is just crazy. So, like I said uh, mentioned Jordan Joe Mixon already. Garrett already mentioned him as well. Supposedly he's supposed to be coming back to practice tomorrow, so I'm going to look out for that if he does come back to practice tomorrow. So, um, Lamar Absolutely. Miller. Of all of
3: those guys, that's the one I have the most shares of. So I need my I need my, <laughs> I need my to come back.
1: I'm glad yeah. I have zero shares of Joe Mixon right now. I'm not even mad no. about it. So, but I don't blame you. No. <laughs> Hopefully, if he comes back from our like practice, yet I'll let so you know. I'll let you now. know first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Lamar Miller is on the pump, uh, coming off the pump now, which makes it even more confusing for that New England backfield. Uh, Justin Jackson did get uh, is a little banged up from practice right now. He's missing a little bit of time, so could lead the way for Joshua Kelly. Uh, ex-defensive uh, end for the Jags Yannick was traded to the Vikes this weekend not really fantasy relevant but just that he finally got himself traded uh, Darwin James also I believe uh, just reported now that he's out 6 to 8 months so poor guy another year on probably not playing football and then one last news of the day I know this hurts you really hard jibs in the heart Uh, But Jalen Rieger, out four weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz, day-to-day with a low uh, body injury. Miles Sanders dealing with being a little banged up. Lost two Uh, offensive linemen this season. Are you guys trying to stay away from this Eagles offense now? Or is this still something that you guys are trying to go after?
2: uh, I Honestly, you know me, Steve. I typically (laughs) never pick an Eagles player. So, like, I'm staying away from them. Like, the O-line's shattered. We lost two pieces. Uh, people left the fear agency. Miles Sanders is banged up. Carson Wentz is banged up, slightly injury prone. So like, right now it's just looking like hurts. J.J. or Whiteside white side. Greg Ward, like it's like last year again. Let's throw
3: up some Dallas her and rev it up.
1: No, definitely. Okay. What about you, Garrett? <laughs>
3: uh I think it's it's a little more pick and choose for me. I'm not as big of a Miles Sanders uh, truther. Uh, his his value went from like ah uh, he's kind of a bust to like oh my gosh he's the greatest running back of all time. Sell all your first for Miles Sanders. Uh, so uh, I think the truth is probably somewhere in between there. Uh, I think he's a he's a good talent, and I do think that he. Uh, Possesses really good uh, receiving game chops Which is where he's going to get a lot of value from I do still have some concerns With his vision, uh, even coming out of college And and we saw some of that last year So we'll see how that goes And and once again, if if you have a poor offensive line uh, Offensive lines are never given enough credit For how successful their running game is And if if the running If the offensive line is not going to be Up to par, chances are It's going to be really hard for him to be successful And then he's already injured on top of it So yeah, he's more of a stay away for me. Uh, I, I'm fine with him if you want to like stash him more in, in Dynasty, but somebody of that high value you don't really get to stash. Like you either have you either play him or you can't.
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, so,
3: so that's the tough part for me uh, on on Miles Sanders. But there's a couple other players in there that I'm interested in. One of them. Is actually one of my uh, my
1: pies coming up, so I'll keep that on. Oh, I can't wait. I feel like I know who it is, but I'm not going to say anything. You probably do. <laughs> I'm going to guess on it. So. It's not a, a welcome secret. Ah, uh, God. All right. Well, like I said, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's definitely something to take into consideration if you're choosing between players right now that these guys are just all banged up for some reason. Philly Philly's drinking some injured-prone water for some reason in there. I don't know why. I mean, both me and Jibs are close enough to Philly that I don't know what's going on over there, but – yeah, guys like Miles Sanders, maybe a second-round guy now. Maybe not a first-round everyone's talking about. Carson Wentz, you might want to take a round or two back on him. Uh, I think Ertz is still a pretty safe bet overall because Wentz will be out there. You shouldn't have to worry about him. Dallas Goddard may be more attractive now with a guy like Jalen Rugger out, and Alshon possibly on the pump. Uh, again, Deshaun Jackson, you're getting, you know, a week one, two touchdown kind of game for him. So, you know, you know, he's a nice late round guy, uh, a Sega Whiteside. I'm still, the committee's still out on him. Who knows if he can really perform. He's definitely a later round guy on that. And, uh, yeah, so just don't overdraft your Eagle players, guys. That's all I'm saying right now. So, <laughs> Uh, but that is the end of our news today. We had a lot more to talk about. Uh, we actually haven't been on in almost a week, too, so we missed a bunch of things. But these were the more highlighted moments uh, from the weekend or the week, I guess, we haven't been on for. So uh, we're going to get into our topic for the day, guys, and it's Dynasty. Um, and we're doing buy lows. We're doing a couple saw highs. And maybe if we get to the end in time, we'll do some lightning round players. So, uh, Garrett, we're going to start with you. Who is your first buy low candidate?
3: All right. So my first buy low. So, Typically with me, with my buy lows, they're usually guys that aren't as aren't as sexy, you know, because uh, if, if they're if they're hyped, chances are you can't buy them low. You know, if, if they're really attractive, they don't have any warts on them. People people already want them. So you can't buy them low. So you got You got to be a little bit more sneaky. You got to be a little bit more coy. Uh, so the first one I'm going to go with is Derek Carr. Now, this is specific specifically for Dynasty Superflex Leagues. I'm not talking about one quarterback leagues. There's no point in buying low on any quarterback, really, in one quarterback leagues. Uh, But in super flex leagues, I think Derek Carr has really uh, gotten a raw deal. You look back to the beginning of last year, they thought they finally brought in a true wide receiver one for this guy, Antonio Brown. The best, if not at least one of the best wide receivers in football. And we all know how that ended up. A couple weeks before the season started, he's out. You know, now they're relying on a bunch of no-name wide receivers because even even Tyrell the Gazelle is, is hurt a lot of the time. So they turned Darren Waller into a fantasy superstar. Uh, but that was really the only good thing to come out of it. And all of that being said, he still ended up, I believe, and I'd have to look at the exact number, but I believe he was uh, quarterback like 21 or 22 uh, on the season, even with all of that crap happening. Rewind back to this year, or fast forward to this year, all they've done in the offseason is give this man more people to catch the football. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs is in the offense another year. Darren Waller's in the offense another year. Uh, Brian Edwards is everyone's darling right now, and rightfully so. The dude's a stud. Rugs, true speedster, takes the top off the defense. You even add a locker room guy like Jason Witten for this offense. I mean, like, you added all kinds of things for Derek Carr, and yet in Superflex he's still being taken as QB 28. QB 29, QB 30. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And as of right now, there's I don't think that there's any real possibility of Derek Carr not being the quarterback of the future unless he completely face plane. So if you can give me the guy that was a low-end quarterback two as my quarterback three, and he's probably going to be better this year than he was last. So I think he's a great buy right now.
1: And to go back off your one point, he finished quarterback 17 last year.
3: 17 even
1: better 17 that i honestly didn't realize he finished 17 that is impressive and with more weapons i really like that pick there garrett that, that's a great buy right now
2: appreciate
1: it absolutely and mr jabron we're up to you my friend what is your first buy low
2: my first buy low like i'm taking uh garrett's approach also he ain't sexy but in ppr leagues he could be a decent flex free every week is tyree cohen um like, you're not going to, like, he's not first-round pick value. Like, you can get him for cheap. You could swap him for a wide receiver or something. But, like, in t- 2019, he got six and a half targets per game, called about five catches per game. Uh, he's called 70 catches back-to-back years. And you even know, like, David Montgomery's banged up. They could ease him in, and he could have a more uh, opportunity in early on in the season. So it's cheap, and,
3: like, you don't have to –
1: much for him so go get you some Tyree Cone I I
3: love I love that call because I mean just uh, two years ago he was RB 11 like we know he can do it and uh, he he got over 100 targets last year as well like I love that call that's
1: a great call yeah Jibs, I like that a lot definitely especially people are you know definitely aren't high on him especially in a lot of drafts you watch right now Montgomery a little banged up he may see a little more carries he's probably definitely going to see a lot of receptions this year guys so great pick there Jibs. And on to my first one, Um, these two are like, for me, to me, I I went with a more of a, you know, where are they going to be in 2021 kind of situation. So this first one I had was Mike Williams, San Diego, San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I haven't said that in a while. Uh, Mike Williams. I mean, we all know, you know, He's been in the league three years now. I mean, he had one season where he had 11 touchdowns. He had one season where he had two touchdowns and 1,000 yards. He just hasn't put it all together to be a a true, strong wide receiver, two, wide receiver, possible, one potential because he has it in his game. He's such such a talented player. I mean, he's just someone who, you know, big yards per reception. He had 20.5 last year, ranked top 10 among wide receivers. And, you know, last year we were real disappointed with him. You know, he started off poorly Kind of finished, kind of rounded out as a top you know, 30 wide receiver after week 9 with the new offensive coordinator change. But the way I think of it is right now, you're going into the season, he's banged up for one. So that could give you the option to get him really low right now. You know, he's got that shoulder injury. He's out two to four weeks possibly. He could possibly start week 1. The reports are still out on him. But, you know, the thing is that Keenan Allen... Hunter Henry are both free agents after this season. Who knows if they're going to re-sign him? There's a chance they do, of course. But if you could get him a really low, like a third-round pick, again, you're shooting possibly people really hating the injury and the production just not being as consistent as you would like. Um, and that's kind of why I like him as a buy-low option right now. I mean, he's just someone, you know, he puts up decent yardage. You know, he put 45 yards in at least 13 of his 15 games. And he's someone who has big play potential to his game here. Again, he just hasn't put it all together. Maybe Justin Herbert can figure it out by this season or going into next season. He's got a big, strong arm to him. He just wasn't very an accurate quarterback coming out. But if he can kind of, you know, and they, they brought him back for a fifth-year option. He's going to be made, paid $15 million In 2021, I mean, you don't bring a guy like that if you don't have any faith in him. So you bring back Mike Williams next year. If you get him low now while he's injured, people are kind of down on him after not having a strong season last year. You get him. Maybe he performs this year with Tyrod Taylor. And then you get him next year for, what, a third? Maybe something that you just get him low for. And maybe he's a, you know, top, you know, 20, 25 wide receiver next year because he's going to see the majority of targets possibly seeing over 130. I want to buy low on that right now while I can before maybe he, you know, gets too high at that point come next year with him being the possible wide receiver one on the team. So, Mike Williams is my first guy, guys.
3: Man, y'all 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 rock with Dynasty Nerds for sure. <laughs> I, I appreciate you too right now. Usually I come on some of these and, you know, the buy lows, I'm like, I wouldn't buy that guy low.
1: And, and man, you, got, you guys are two for two. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, man. Garrett, we'll go to your uh, second one now.
3: All right. Now, I said words last time. This time, I, I really mean it. Like, this, this guy, people left this guy for dead. I mean, left him for dead. All of a sudden, he's a little bit more interesting because of the situation. I never lost faith. It's J.J. Orsega-Whiteside. So, I really like JJ's tape last year. Uh, backed it up. They took him in the second round over some very, very talented wide receivers uh, in last year's class. They brought him in preseason, lots of good hype. We get to the preseason games looking really good. Had one game where he's putting up, uh, what was it, like 110 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. That was preseason week three or four. And, you know, people are hype. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm the smartest guy. alive. I told everyone this guy's great. And then we get to the season and the guy just absolutely face plants like it was an awful season. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for him. He had that big drop in week three or four, whatever it was, against the Lions. And I think from there on, I think there was some, some things between the ears with him, uh, lost some confidence. On top of that, he was trying to learn three positions. He was trying to learn the X, he was trying to learn the Z, uh, and he was trying to learn the slot, which is not easy to, to learn all three of those positions. And then he was playing through injury. So you put all of those things together, it was just a recipe to not be successful. You got a whole offseason with these guys. They brought in a bunch of receivers, and so everybody's like, J-Jaw's done. They don't like him. The only thing people didn't realize was all of the receivers that they brought in were not your traditional X-wide receivers. So because of that, he still has an absolute role. Now, Alshon's on the pup. We know that uh, uh, Godwin or uh, Marquise Godwin or Goodwin. Is it Goodwin or Godwin? I'm blanking now.
1: Goodwin. Goodwin. It's Goodwin. Goodwin. Okay.
3: Uh, Chris Godwin's messing with me. Uh, so because of that, he, you know, he's out. Uh, he decided to opt out for COVID. Uh, Rager, unfortunately, is hurt right now, which I love Rager. I have a lot of Rager shares on my teams. Uh, but, you know, guys are dropping like flies. He's there. By all reports, he's had a great, great camp. Some, some weeks where there are some days where he's having multiple touchdown catches in their scrimmages and things like that. So, Yes, I know it's ugly, but here's the thing. You can probably get him for, like, a third-round pick right now, and I absolutely love the value and the upside that you could potentially be getting with a guy like Jay Dawg.
1: James, you got to be hyped right now, don't you? you got to be so hyped getting your boy a second, man. I'm
3: hyped. (laughs) hyped. I definitely got to see it
2: because, like, it was ugly, man. Give or take it. Yeah, he was hurt, and, like, the offense just played, like, crap early on in the year, so, like, you really didn't know what was going on, but he has an opportunity to prove himself like the time he got a second chance like everyone's hurt again he had
1: yeah this is Sean his time Jackson right now
2: and Zach Ertz little bit
1: <laughs> this just is his it time
2: he's a force like he's huge like he just has to make it like all happen
3: Yeah, you know, he's gotta put it together man
1: and you can buy him low guys that's for sure hopefully this air time it says we have 8 minutes left I've done this, like, seven times with multiple people, and it just continues to go. So that's what we're going to hope for. But uh, in that time frame, guys, uh, Jibs, we're going to let you go with your second uh, buy-low.
2: So uh, my second buy-low is going to be Philip Lindsay. In, like, a dynasty format, you would think, like, Melvin Gordon will be having, like, the higher value. And you'll have to, like, use more capital to acquire him. So, like, I'll go Philip Lindsey. Lindsay. Melvin Gordon's like, he's a little banged up with a rib injury right now. And like, even so, like, the Broncos have been running like this so called like two running back system for like the last four or five years, to my estimate. And like, Phil so Lindsay, like, he's been an RB2 since coming on the scene. He's averaged over a thousand yards rushing the back the back season. So, like, I could temper my expectations maybe thinking he could be a low end RB2 for me, maybe having like, 750 rushing yards, maybe four touchdowns or so. And then I can take that as a like cheap running back you acquired. And you know how running backs are in Dynasty Leagues. Like, if you don't have a good one, you're just trying to scrape out to try to get one. So, get a cheap one.
1: Phil Lindsay is going really low in drafts right now, especially with Melvin Orr Gordon's kind of injury or not practicing as much right now. So, um, I kind of like that, especially with you know Gordon only having a two-year contract. But Lindsay might get a cheap one and stay longer. I don't hate that, Jibs. I don't hate that at all. Well, contrarian play. All right. And I'll go to my second one now. Um, and I always say his name wrong, Jibs, and you know this. It's uh, Quintez um, the un- not the fifth-round rookie pick from the Detroit Lions. I love this kid. Uh, I've watched a ton of film on this guy. I, I love what he's able to do on the field. You know, he kind of went down a little bit because he had some off the field concerns. Uh, you know that throw always throws a red flag for why, for NFL teams. So that was kind of why. But he's got round two, possibly low in round one talent to his name. I mean, he was number one on his teams in receptions, had 26 more than the next guy, nearly 500 more yards than the next guy. Uh, if you guys don't remember the draft and Jeff Okuda, uh, his uh, actual teammate, Uh, Yeah, he went to the Detroit Lions. Uh, He literally praised him and said during the the pre-draft process that he was the best receiver he faced in college. Again, Big Ten, not as much competition, but still really strong competition there in the Big Ten. Um, And how many wide receivers, guys, are right now under contract for the Lions in 2021? It's just one. It's Cephas. He's the only wide receiver right now under contract going into 2021. So, again, Connie Galladay is probably going to sign. So, Marvin Jones may sign. We really don't know. But, again, Marvin Jones has been injury-prone over the last three seasons now. He is older now. I think he's 31 or 32 possibly now. Maybe he's 30. Um, but they may bring him back if he can kind of show up. And this is kind of a similar situation with Kenny Galladay when he was coming out. You know, He was someone that people weren't talking about. And I and I actually was. So that was before my fantasy uh, days here. But I was like, God, ah, he's a good player. I watched him play. He can play. And then now I look at him. He's going in the top three rounds of drafts. We could see a similar situation here, especially with Matthew Stafford. If he comes back, obviously, I think he should probably come back uh, next year and the years after that. He could be someone who steps up to be that wide receiver, two on the team and produces. And, again, people kind of know about him if you listen to a lot. Of, and I've listened to different Dynasty podcasts. I mean, he, he's talked about i And, I'm, again, I'm sure you can kind of mention that a little bit. He is talked about as a late-round gem, possibly, in rookie drafts that – it's possibility that he could end up breaking out. He has the talent to do so, and maybe you don't get him. You still get him probably pretty low if people aren't listening that extensively. So go get him now. Maybe he performs this season due to injuries, probably steps up. But if not, he could be someone that people are talking about as a sleeper going into 2021, but you already have on your fantasy team. So he's one of my guys who I'd like to buy on low now before the season starts.
3: Nice, nice.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that. And we'll go to our last buy lows here. Garrett, who's your last guy?
3: All right. So this is this is the prettiest of, of my buy lows because uh, there's really only one wart uh, to speak of, and it's the team that he plays for. Uh, everything else about this guy is, is pristine. And it doesn't seem as much of a buy low, but I think the value is only going to increase, so I want to get him now before it does. And that's my guy, Terry McLaurin guy we were really high on at Dynasty North last year, uh, talking him up before the season, uh, especially the weeks leading up to the regular season. We're saying, hey, make sure you go get this guy now. You, you, you want him on your team. <clears throat> Looks like he's going to be their main guy. And sure enough, he ended up being their starting receiver. The thing is, last year he played with a plethora of different quarterbacks. None of them played especially well. Uh, and, and then when Dwayne Haskins first got in there, it was pretty ugly. However, the last couple games, Dwayne Haskins looked much, much better, uh, and we saw that that rapport and that connection there. But there's a few other things. One, there was a different coaching staff in place last year, and they literally ran the slowest-tempoed offense in the NFL. They didn't run hardly any plays. So not only will he be getting an increase in tempo, which will lead to more plays, which will lead to more targets – But there's really no other amazing receiving options there. They were hoping that Kelvin Harmon would kind of, you know, really evolve in this season. Doesn't look like that's going to happen right now. Their best tight end at the moment is Logan Thomas, a former quarterback. So it's really going to be the Terry McLaurin show. Now, I like Steven Sims. I think he's a good player. I like an uh, AGG, uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden out of Liberty. I, I like both of those players, but neither one of them hold a candle to, to Terry McLaurin. And so I think he's just going to be peppered with targets this year. And when you have guys like Darius Slay, who's one of the best DBs in the NFL, saying, dude, this, this kid can play. This was one of the toughest guys I had to guard all season. That's pretty high praise from a guy like him, who uh, definitely doesn't pull any punches when it comes to talking about other players. So, <laughs> uh, I'm still I'm buying Terry McLaurin, even though it's not cheap like the other two. I'm buying now before the price goes up anymore.
1: I love that one. Scary Terry is a fan favorite of mine too. I love him. So let me ask you, Metcalf or McLaurin?
3: Uh, both good players. I'm going. I'm going McLaurin.
1: Uh, what about AJ Brown, McLaurin? Ah, uh, I gotta go Brown. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, <gotta> go Brown. <laughs> I had to ask. I wanted
3: to go Glenn, Terry, but I gotta go Brown. He was actually my number one receiver uh, last year, uh, just on pure pure talent alone.
1: Gotcha. Uh, he was my number one guy. Awesome. And Jibs, your final buy low. Well, my final by low got kind of pooped on by
2: Garrett over there, <laughs> but it was actually Steve Sims. <laughs> I do so, like Steve
3: Sims, though. I did say that.
2: Yeah, you did. But um, <laughs> basically, like, everyone, every fantasy, like, manager has Terry McClure in their good gracious, and I know that man could ball out. Like, I see him poop on my birds. We set this countless times on the draft, I mean, the, uh, the show, but... um. I think there's still Like opportunity To be had In that passing game Still And like We saw Steve Sims Kind of get Some targets Down the stretch Last year When Dwayne Haskins Was coming back Into the games And they kind of Let him just Go rampant For the last Couple games of the year And like He, he kind of Bailed some fantasy Managers out Late season Like if you're Playing in a deeper league And you pick them up off waivers You probably won The championship And like I don't think Steve Sims is going for like, he's probably going for like a third round pick, say like for like dynasty owners. And like, that's something that you could just like, I think I'd rather have a Steve Sims than use my third round pick in a rookie draft. Like I think Steve Sims is maybe hit more on that. So like, this is your little cheap pickup of the week. And I'm going to go with Steve Sims. Like just let let it bloom.
1: All right. Just let, let me ask you now, since you're talking third round pick, and maybe you know you don't know who's there, but this coming draft, guys like Chase Claypool. Would you rather have Chase Claypool or Stu Sims? Mm. He was a third-round pick in this year's draft.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a hard question. Like you hear like all these good things about Chase Claypool, but like still, like that's still a good destination to be had. He
1: is fourth on the but depth chart currently.
2: So fourth. Oh wow.
1: Well, I mean, I'm,
2: I'm taking Steve Sims and
3: sticking <laughs> with my, I'm sticking with my guy.
1: <laughs> what about you, Garrett? A depth what about you, Garrett? Who do you got? Steve Sims or Chase Claypool? It's tough because I'm not a big Claypool guy. Um,
3: I honestly, if I if I have to keep them, I'm taking Sims. If I'm allowed to do whatever I want with them, I'm gonna take Claypool and sell for
1: more. All right, all right, all right. I like that. I like that. It's a good one. Philosophy, right. That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. I'll go to my third run real quick. Uh, mine is again like yours, Garrett. Not gonna be cheap, but I mean he's got possibilities to his game there, And it's m- uh, Michael Gallup. I changed it from Irv Smith Jr. I didn't like it, but uh, I'm going with oh, Michael Gallup. Irv Smith. I like R. Smith too. I just like feel like people are gonna be too high. I feel like he's already like a, a talker that people really wanna get him. Michael Gallup, I feel like, is falling off for some reason. I know why. Obviously CD Lamb has a big part of that right now, but Michael Gallup is a really good wide receiver. I feel people undercredit his his value last year with Dak Prescott. It wasn't just like you know, Dak just throwing him the ball more, it was just that he just improved his entire game all around. And obviously, yes, having Mark Cooper on the side helped, but he just turned himself into a really good wide receiver that I think people just are just undervaluing right now just because CeeDee Lamb's there. Yes, it's going to be harder for him to get over 120 targets this coming season, yes, it's a possibility, but I think right now this is where his value is probably the lowest right now because we don't know what's gonna happen with Amari Cooper. Everyone talks about him possibly being traded up this season or even the season after that, you know, where you know he could get cut technically and they could save a lot of money. You just don't really know. And even going into this season, I, I think with the condensed offseason, Lamb will need time to develop and time to get himself acquainted to the field. Again, they haven't played a real game yet. Practice is just practice. Michael Gallup knows how to play. You know, Mike McCarthy's talked about him as being a wide receiver one on this on that team there. So again, you can get him for this coming season, be real productive with him. And then who knows, maybe in a year, maybe even two. Yeah, we're thinking too far ahead. But he could be the wide receiver one on the team, or he could still just be the one A, one B, whoever his across from is either it's Cooper or Lamb. So this is the time I think right now to get a guy like Michael Gallup. You might have to give up like a second and something else maybe for it, but I think this is the time. If you're going to buy low on a player, I think right now is the lowest point. You're getting a guy like Gallup, and after this, I think it will eventually just go up, and you're not going to be able to get him as low anymore. So, my third guy is Michael Gallup, guys. Awesome. All right, and thank you. And now we'll go to the sell high guys. People are trying to get off our fantasy teams right now, or just there are situations we really don't want to be a part of, whatever it may be. So, Garrett, who's your first sell high? All right. So
3: my first high, it's, it's, uh, it's not that I don't think this guy is incredible otherworldly even, but at some point a price for a player just gets so absurdly high that there is no way that you will won't be better served to cash in on that value and just get a bunch of other young players uh, and picks. And I think that's the point where I'm at with Christian McCaffrey right now. Now, if I'm a dynasty team and I think I can win this year, you best believe I'm holding on to Christian McCaffrey, but if my team's struggling, if my team is not looking that good, that's the first player I'm looking to sell. Because at, at, at this point right now, you can get somewhere in the neighborhood of the value of four first-round picks for a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Now, you don't necessarily have to take four first-round picks. You can take, uh, you know what? Give me, give me Jonathan Taylor and two firsts, or give me, you know, uh, you know something, something along those lines. And we've we've seen it over and over. If if you were to have sold, there, there's exceptions to the rule. AP played a long time and, and had a great career. Uh, LaDinian Tomlinson did it, had a great career. But a lot of these guys, if you would have told, sold Todd Gurley a year or two ago and for, you know, when he was at his peak, you would have made a bunch off of it. Same thing with Melvin Gordon. Same thing with David Johnson. Same thing with, you know, a lot of these guys. Now, could Christian McCaffrey absolutely be the exception to the rule? Sure. I and, and I could absolutely see a scenario where that happens. But if I believe, especially in a guy like Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards, or J.K. Dobbins, if I believe in some of these rookies, and I can gain an extra three years of running back life, with, which is you know eternity of running back years, and then I can also get other assets, other picks, other guys that I like on top of it, I think it's worthwhile to sell. So I'm not saying, hey, go sell Christian McCaffrey on the cheap. I'm saying if someone is willing to pay you what he's actually worth and you don't think you can win the ship this year, I have no problem selling
1: you. All right, no, I like that. I honestly wouldn't have thought about that as Christian McCaffrey, but you blew my mind a little bit there. I like that. I like Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> People I are not that thinking thing. that. People are not thinking McCaffrey. Why would I get rid of him? And that's a right. great reason why. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, yeah. and if you can win the ship, don't do it. Hold on. Of so course. I can win yeah. that ship and hoist that trophy. But, you know, <laughs> if not – it's probably a good one to sell. Definitely. But you always know, everyone says someone's
2: untouchable in the rosters, and then you throw something at them, and they're like, what? And they, <laughs> hey, they start thinking.
1: So. <laughs> Everyone's tradable at some, way, some point, no matter how much the price, It might be a high that. price, but you're trading them at some point. So I like that. Jibs, what is your first buy uh, sell high?
2: All right, so he's a definition of a sell. I took this like literally, so like, I think you should just sell them high while their stock is very high right now. So my first one is Parker sorry Mr beef sorry right. like he literally fits the mold like he hasn't done anything for five freaking years um he finally breaks out albeit like I loved him as a player last year he had a fantastic season but um he has like a minor I'll say he compiles a little injuries every now and then and like right now like I feel like in Dynasty leagues, his stock is probably as high as it's been since he came out of a rookie draft so if you have the opportunity to flip him for something significant I think you should but if like to um, Garrett's point with Christian McCaffrey, like you think you could ride this guy like I think he could be a nice wide receiver too for you and the team for the season but like what's going to go on next year and after that so like if we're taking him as like say He's going, like, a fifth-round pick in, like, drafts this year and redrafts. Like, I think, like, that's pretty as high as we've been taking him the last couple of years.
1: Parker, Tua, uh, Preston Williams, they're just going to eat the AFC East Jibs. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Parker is going very low in drafts. You could get him. As, if you're doing a restart, I've seen him go so low in, uh, in a dynasty uh, startup, so it's it's incredible. But oh, yeah,
2: startups, yeah, dynasty startups.
1: I understand your point. It's definitely a bit of a concern that if he can't, Replicate what he did last year, especially with Preston Williams coming back. A lot of people seem to be—that's the main reason. But yeah, it's a little scary that a fifth-year guy breaks out for the first time ever after being, you know, on the same team or for the last four seasons prior. So yeah, it's definitely a concern. If you could sell him for something good, I guess I would say that would be a good sell right now.
2: And then, like an alpha roster guy for me is Mark Ingram. Just get him off your team. <laughs> <laughs> if it's you can, his owner and then send it. That's I got, it.
1: Two, I got two first-round picks from Mark Ingram. I can't lie. I love it. I also had to give up Zach Ertz, but I had Darren Waller, so I felt okay about it. So, but I'll take my capital. So, um, my first one is is another high high running back, and to me, it's Dalvin Cook, mostly because I just don't like Dalvin Cook. I like him as a player. He's a great player when he's on the field, and that's my biggest concern. <laughs> And that might be, again, still a little hard to sell him right now, but I think this is where his value is at his highest currently right now, personally. Um, I mean, he's missed 22 games over his first three seasons. He's 25 years old right now, so it's pretty peak right now. So if you're going to sell him, I think this is the time to sell him. The O-line didn't really get better. The offense, in terms of talent, I think took somewhat of a decrease. I do like Justin Jefferson a lot, but Stefan Diggs is was a veteran pro at that time, just a guy who can spread the field downfield, spread the defense downfield, Justin Jefferson isn't going to do that right away. Uh, He may not do that in the same kind of terms as Stefan Diggs did. So I think if you have uh, uh, Dalvin Cook or if you have Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, I'm throwing Madison in there just because I mean, you can hold on to Madison if you want to. But Dalvin Cook in just a general sense, I just think that – he had 200 carries, 250 carries last year. Does he see that more often? Is the Vikings really going to give him those big workloads knowing that he's he's actually been injured every single year since 2014? He's had three shoulder injuries throughout those seven years, so six years, whatever it is. Uh, that's a concern for me, and if you can sell him at his highest right now try to get something really good, get a first-round pick, maybe first-round and a young player for him. Uh, in reality, if you get a first-round pick in Dobbins, I'd hit the accept button all day, but that's my biggest thing is that I'm concerned about his future with the team, his, his last season possibly with the team, and who knows where he goes after this, and who knows if he sees the big workload as he does because of the injury concerns teams might be not willing to give him that. So if you can sell him high now, this I think is the almost maybe last time you can get him for a really top-tier value. So Dalvin Cook's my first guy, guys. Garrett, we'll go back to you for your number two.
3: All right, so my number two guy that I'm selling high on uh, seems seems kind of weird because Typically you don't, you don't sell high on, on rookies. Uh, but as of right now, I'm actually selling Cam Akers. Uh, it's not that I think he's a bad football player or anything like that. And when you look at the raw skill set of Cam Akers, there's a lot to really like there. He's, you know, he's a he's a very explosive player, strong player, has good hands. Like there's a lot of things that I really like. My concern with Cam Akers is. He does not uh, do an excellent job of being able to think a couple of steps ahead. Um, and and, and it, you see it illustrated on some of his things when he's, he's getting open uh, or he starts to get in the open field. It's almost like he doesn't know what to do at times. Um, he doesn't necessarily read the holes particularly well. And lastly, the Rams offensive line is really hot garbage and people don't realize it. Like their offensive line is not good. And so you have a, this poor guy went from a terrible offensive line at Florida State, and he learned a lot of bad habits because he had such a bad offensive line. He had to figure out different ways to try to, uh, you know, evade players because of how bad his line was. And he's running back right into the same same situation where he, he's going to be getting hit in the backfield a lot. There's going to be a lot of penetration. Once again, as far as just like physical traits, I love can makers, but I think there's too many other things going on that I, I'm worried that the price is going to be a little bit too high and people are a little too excited about it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm not the biggest K-Makers fan either, so I definitely agree with your take on that. So definitely love that. And, Jibs, your second guy. That's an
2: easy one. I'm going Aaron Jones. Uh, we saw the back of draft, A.J. Dillon, um, we, and we also saw his amazing like year last year. I think, like obviously, as a fan's perspective, his um, touchdown, like, upside's gonna go down like he's gonna at least give be like a 10 touchdown guy and like if you look at his like game log last year guys like he had five games over 100 yards yet yeah. but any game when he didn't have like over 100 yards he was just in the median like he shared the load and whether that be with Jamal Williams or whether that be with Dylan or whatever LaFleur schemes up like I still think like you're you have like a good asset on your roster, but you guys need to capitalize on selling Aaron Jones while you can. Um, they are in contract; they're trying to get in the contract talks, but we haven't seen that come into fruition. And We've seen NFL franchises just be kind of stingy with the running backs; they can just find another one, and they just drafted a fine running back. So I kind of think like if you could get off the the, uh, the wagon sooner than later, you should with Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's that's a that's a great one, obviously, because of the situation going on hand. Maybe he signs, maybe he doesn't. But uh, obviously, Matt Lafleur doesn't like Aaron Jones for some reason enough to want to have him be the starter full time. But who knows? He could be back. And obviously, AJ Dillon could end up beating to his touchdown carries. That kind of what made him be him last year with his nineteen touchdown uh, rushing and pass uh, receiving last year. So like that one as well, Jibs. And going over to my second one, uh, many people may disagree with this, but uh, again, Jibs, you know this a little bit about me. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, people, and that's probably a shocker to a lot of people if you're listening to this right now, because obviously Cooper Cup last year was a tremendous wide receiver. I mean, he was top notch. I mean, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, he had a, just such a great connection with a guy like Jared Goff. Right now, he's literally his the wide receiver one you could say. But to me, I mean, in terms of Dynasty right now, this may be the best opportunity to sell a guy like Cooper Cup. I mean, he's already 27. He turns 28 before the next season. So he's already going to be a little bit older. Yeah, he started the league a little bit older as well. And But for me, the fact is that – and it has to do – a small portion has to do with what happened at the end of last year. I mean, we saw him just kind of take a, a dump downwards with the whole 12 personnel thing. And I know that's not what could happen this season. It could be a big part of it though. And – I just, the way I see it is that, like, if you can get it, I think you're not going to get anything higher for Cooper Cup right now before this season after he's coming off a high. I think at this point, this is where you're getting your best possible value for a guy like Cooper Cup. And you could make cases that he's scored 21 touchdowns over the last three seasons. I mean, he's just the top tier wide receiver, which he is. He is those things for sure. And again, selling him, I'm not saying go out and just sell him right now. But if you could get a really good deal for a guy like Cooper Cup right now, I think, this is the perfect time because a lot of dynasty owners out there are, conf, 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 for some reason, obsessed with age. So if you know he gets to start getting the 28, 29, people aren't going to want him as much. And there's a lot of you know young dynasty owners who think that way. So if you could get a guy on your dynasty league right now to sell high for him, um, because he's still relatively young, this is a prime year for a wide receiver. I would go do it and see if you get a, a good amount of buy. If you don't, don't sell him because he's still obviously going to put up big fantasy numbers for you. But if you can get something really good for a guy like Cooper Cup right now, I think this is the time to invest in getting rid of him if you can. Yeah, I don't know though I should though. Oh, Cool. Thank you, thank you. And we go to Garrett, your very last buy, sell high. My last one.
3: Uh, this one pains me a little bit because this guy is a, a Cleveland native uh, I'm an Ohio guy And uh, he went to high school in Cleveland Went to college in the state of Ohio But right now I gotta sell my boy Travis Kelsey uh, I think everyone has been Invigorated with excitement About Travis Kelsey because of the new contract And I get it You know, He's in a, a high powered offense But we have to remember a couple things One, he has struggled with injuries he's, he's come off quite a few surgeries In his career Two, he's about to turn 31 years old I don't know if people realize how old he is. Gronk retired at the age of 30. Uh, now he's back again at 31. They're the same age, but, um, you know, he's he's a guy that could easily, you know, get to that point where, you know, a year, maybe two years from now, all of a sudden we start to see what happened with guys like Jason Witten, what we did see previously with Gronk, what we started seeing with Antonio Gates, where, yes, on name value, they have so much value, but on actual production, it's taken quite a bit of a dip. So, if I can use Travis Kelsey and then I can try to pick up a young tight end that I like plus some stuff, if I can go out and get, you know, give me TJ Hawkinson in a first, or go give me uh, Hunter Henry and, you know, a, a young receiver that I like, or give me, you know, something like that. Yeah, once again, similar to Christian McCaffrey, if you think you can win it this year, keep the tight end one. I'm fine with that. Don't get rid of the tight end one if you think you can win it. But if you're a team that's middle of the road or, or even worse, you're, you're looking to rebuild, I just don't think this is a guy that's going to be able to help you much more than another year, hopefully two. And I think the, the name value alone is going to be able to get you quite a bit for a guy like Travis Kelsey.
1: All right, no. The level of that one as well. Definitely a good sell-eye right now. And, Jibs, your final sell-high. Yeah,
2: I'm good now. Um, Yeah, I really don't like this. I really like him as a player, but I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. Uh, And, like, I will say that he's the perceived starter, bearing, like, everything that happened with Arizona last year, how we thought David Johnson was going to be the guy. Like, Kenyon Drake is going to be that guy for them this year. But, like, Kenyon Drake's been in the league for a minute, and um, I think he'll be 27 by the year end. And... I think you have, like, a one- or two-year two kind of, like, window to kind of, like, sell high on them. I'm not saying, like—I say you ride them out this season pretty much, but, like, once the season ends, like, guys, you should just kind of be wary of it and try to capitalize while you can. You don't want to be caught with a slug on your roster.
1: Yeah, Kenyon Drake's definitely an interesting candidate because, you know, obviously we've been, as a Miami fan, I've been dying to see him get a bigger workload, but can he really handle a bigger workload? I mean, if we're going to find out this season, but he only has that one year with Arizona, and who knows if... They're going to want to continue to work with him after this coming season or who knows what's going to happen. So uh, if it's time to sell him now, people are looking to win their championship. If you're not, I think it would be an okay option to do that right now. He is, I think, 27 or something like that or 26 right now. So 26. He's 26. So, I mean, he's going to get up there eventually quicker than, than not. So definitely not a bad one there, Jibs. I feel it. And my last one here. Uh, who am I going to go with? I, I switched places. I could. I was going to go with Lamar Jackson. Definitely a great candidate, possibly. you know, Has he had his best possible season? It's possible. But with his talent, he could not have. But I'm going with a guy like Carson Wentz. And Especially, obviously, this is super flex kind of talk. But uh, for me, a guy like Carson Wentz, I think he came off with a really good season here. And the thing that he was able to do was stay healthy for 16 games. He hasn't really shown that over his career, which is a good thing. Obviously, he's a little banged up right now. So this could... Differ his sell high value right now, but if you could still get him really high, especially in a superflex, I would try to get rid of him now. And and my reasoning behind is that again, he's still considered an entry prone. He's going to continue to get older. Obviously, the body doesn't work the same way as you get older. As we, as I at least I know at least I I don't my body doesn't work the same way, and I'm getting close to thirty. So, (laughs) but. Again, the core wide receivers are going to get better, obviously, for him, which is great, but he's going to lose his asset eventually. A guy like Zach Ertz at some point. Again, Dallas Goddard is there. But the thing is that you bring in a guy like Jalen Hurts in the second round. If he was a fourth or fifth round pick by them, I'd say it's not a big deal. I mean, you draft him late. But the fact that they draft him in the second round, you have to use this guy for a reason. It's clear that he's not going to be a wide receiver or running back or whatever to make him switch position because I haven't really heard much about it. Maybe him just missing it. But I haven't heard anything about him switching positions recently, at least in practice. He's been playing quarterback. So why would you go out and get a guy like that? I know it's insurance. Okay. So Wentz gets hurt, but at something, at some point, if Wentz doesn't, if he gets hurt a couple more times about his career, it may be time to switch. And I think this is, the perfect time to get rid of him maybe try to get some young assets especially if you're not a winning franchise right now go get a guy like burrow or two or something like that if you can and and try to work and work your way back up with a younger quarterback who doesn't have an injury prone uh hit concerns to his game so uh my last guy is a guy like carson Wentz. and Thank you, thank you. And that is the end of our buy low, sell high. Now we have just enough time for a quick lightning round. And all I need from you guys is just, if you're going to buy them, you're going to sell them, or you're going to hold them. Um, And my first guy is Keenan Allen. Hold. Hold. Jibs.
2: I sold them earlier this last season.
1: (laughs) I'd hold them, too. Who knows where he's going after this season. Christian Kirk. I'll hold I would try to buy him if I can. If you can get him cheaper, I would, I would still kind of want to buy him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Superflex. That's a
2: tough
1: one. I would want to sell I'm going to go
3: hold. So I'll
1: sell his ass. If I could sell him. <laughs> if I could sell I just him. I don't know what
3: you can get for him. I think people are so leery of him. That's, why, that's what makes me nervous.
1: Yeah. If you, I mean, obviously, you sell high if you can. If you don't, just take him from pennies, obviously, because he's still... Sell him
3: right after the Jags game.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's week two I think they play, so definitely do that. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Sell. So, Sal, so. Sell, so, okay, yeah. That might have been too easy. Starling Shepard. Uh, if I have him, I'm holding him.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going to hold. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll hold, too, because, like... You gotta be wary with like his concussion history if you wanna
1: buy him. All right. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. Bye. I'll buy him. Oh, yeah. I wanna be some Landry. I like it. I like it. Austin Hooper.
3: If this was last year, I would be buying all day. I loved Hooper <laughs> last year.
1: Now <sighs> off waivers. And Dynasty? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you're sitting out there wish, on waivers in your dynasty, you better hold. pick them.
3: I'll go hold. I I, I keep hearing rumors that Ninjoku's going to get traded. So I'm going to I'm gonna hold.
1: Yeah, I'd probably hold too. Unless I get some really great value, which I doubt I'll get right now, but I'd hold. Nah,
3: you got to see it on the field.
1: Right. I agree, hold. Three more. Chris Carson.
3: Sal. Sell. I'm selling too, but that's partly just because of my love of DJ Dallas.
1: I'm buying low. If I can buy him low. So I'll buy him off you guys all day. Uh, Will Fuller. <laughs> I'm going to buy
3: them. You I'd know what? sell high if normally, I could. Normally, I'm selling, but, I mean, the what if is really gnawing at me. So, I'm going to say bye. I'm going to say
1: bye. This year. By the way, guys, the Miami Heat won tonight, so I'm really happy right now. Hey, Get some uh, yeah, I know. I did a ESPN pick them thing, and I won, so I'm happy. <laughs> and then, Corland Sutton, guys, last one.
3: I'm going to say hold. I just don't know. I just don't know who the sell. wide receiver one going to be there. I, I think it might be Judy, but he's good too. I don't know. I want to sell
2: because, like, I think Sutton's value is pretty high right now in the community.
1: It's actually I feel like it's falling right now with Judy being there. But I'd, I'd probably hold too to see what this season brings. So... Uh, But that is the end of our lightning round, guys. So we do appreciate you guys for listening in. Uh, Garrett, we appreciate you coming on today. This was a lot of fun talking some Dynasty talk. Uh, Just let everyone know where they can find you out on Twitter and social media and everything in between.
3: Yeah, on uh, on Twitter, I'm at Dynasty Price. And uh, usually just talking football of some sort. prospect videos uh, a lot of draft stuff uh, i love the rookies i'm usually you know knee deep into rookie stuff even as the next season starts i'm already getting into next year's rookies so uh yeah that's uh that's where and, and then all my work is uh, with dynasty Nerds.
1: of course so guys if you're not already following him go follow him right now uh, he was a great asset today's episode so we appreciate you jumping on and uh, as always, guys, go follow our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We have all of, obviously, the podcasts, some live streams we'll be having this season, our rankings are up there, and some articles. And especially, I wrote my new uh, Leonard Fournette uh, release article, so if you haven't checked it out, it's killing it right now. So uh, go check that out. Um, as always, you know we'll be podcasting Mondays and Wednesdays during the season, and a special episode throughout the week we're we'll probably going to have as well, so look out for that. Um you can follow the podcast at Coaches Fantasy. You can follow me at Coach Stephen P. You can follow me at Hot Take Contra. So we thank you guys for listening. Take care, be safe, and have a great night.
0: The back is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper scoopers Blue loose analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act. Internacting shh like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this, nuts is legumes Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up. I'ma head back, back to the blowing up blowing up blowing that go.